Buffalo Bills fans, it's Matt Warren, Editor-in-Chief at BuffaloRumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. We're in the off-season, so as always, we're looking forward to answering as many of your questions as we possibly can. You can send those in at our voicemail line, 716-508-0405. You can text that number as well. Email us, BuffaloRumblings at SBNation.com. Send us tweets, rumblings Q and A, that's what the word and spelled out in the middle. You can send us uh, Facebook messages and Instagram messages as well to the official Buffalo Rumblings account, and they will eventually make their way to me. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show, and we can answer the questions that you have going forward into free agency, the draft, and of course managing the salary cap, one of the things I tend to write about over at Buffalo Rumblings. Com. Speaking of the stuff we've been writing over at BuffaloRumblings.com, we have full analysis days already up about the one tech defensive tackle position where we take a look at Star Latulale and Harrison Phillips, all the options in the draft, all the options in free agency, how those two guys played last year, um, what it would cost to keep them or not keep them. Um, and then we got some, an opinion piece from uh, Bruce Nolan. You guys might know him from the Bruce Exclusive Podcast. And then we had Buffalo Rumblings readers vote on what they wanted to do at the One Tech defensive tackle position. We also did a full day on the slot wide receiver position, Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie, and all the options of that moving forward. And as we go into this week, we have a couple of days spent on the defensive end position because there are so many free agents, so many different possibilities, so many directions that they could go that we actually are spreading it out over two days because we didn't want to publish like whatever it is, 11 or 12 articles all in one day. So that's on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. And then we're taking a look at another position group on Friday. So don't go anywhere. Uh, stay right on buffalorumblings.com. We're hitting every angle to help you make decisions before we get to March and NFL free agency in the middle of March. We're only kind of just touching the surface on the NFL draft stuff right now, mainly because we have to just have some sort of an idea of how we're going to replace players or fill holes or improve the team and we have to look kind of with an eye towards the draft and I know some of those questions came in this week uh, to our, our different question lines uh, about the draft even though we haven't even hit a uh, free agency yet so uh, looking forward to answering those questions in a bit to start things off we'll go to the text line 716-508-0405 and, and Greg from Syracuse is back to ask us another question do you think that Devin Singletary has done enough to show that he can be the main running back? I think Devin Singletary has done enough to be an acceptable main running back. I think they can upgrade over that position, but between Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, I think they have a pretty decent one-two punch. They'll probably look to add a veteran player in the Matt Breida mold, um, TJ Yeldon mold, early in free agency, um, but not as a you know significant part of their offseason plan. 
when you look at the rest of their roster, I think that's the reason why I'm, I'm not really high on a running back. And I think you just don't need to look very much further than the Super Bowl when running backs were kind of an afterthought. I think bringing in Aaron Cromer as the offensive line coach with past run game coordinator and offensive coordinator experience is going to help out the run game in general. Um, I, I think that that is going to upgrade the running game in a way that won't cost a whole lot of money or resources. And when you look at the rest of the Bills' needs, I think that's going to become evident that they just don't have the resources to upgrade their running back position this year. They've already spent two third-round picks on it, which I think is a pretty significant investment at a position uh, like running back. They have significant needs on the interior of their offensive line. Ryan Bates is a restricted free agent. You know, they they might move on from Darrell Williams, Cody Ford, John Feliciano, and those are the guys that are under contract. Ike Bucker ruptured his Achilles this season and isn't under contract. So really, if you want to go in, it could be John Feliciano. It could be Mitch Morse, but it's just not that many blocks on the interior of Buffalo's offensive line. So I think they need to upgrade there. They need to invest in a backup quarterback. They don't have anybody on their roster right now. They need to figure out what they're going to do at slot wide receiver um, and get you know another, what I want is another player in there um, and replace Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie and maybe kick returns and all that stuff before we even get to running back. And that's kind of ignoring that they have a hole at outside wide receiver too, um, unless you really, really trust Isaiah Hodgins to be coming along in his third year in the NFL. They only have Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. So what happens if one of those guys goes down? And then at tight end, they don't really have a backup there. Tommy Sweeney's like acceptable, I guess, uh, replacement level player. But um, yeah, if you saw what happened when Dawson Knox went down last year, it just wasn't the same offense. So I, they have a lot of needs, and that's just on offense. That's not talking about upgrading the pass rush. That's not talking about upgrading that second cornerback position. So with all of those needs, I just put running back down the list. And so I think Devin Singletary is a better player right now than, say, I don't know, pick one of those guys from the offensive line. Um, John Feliciano at, at guard. I think Devin Singletary is a better player than Dane Jackson at CB2. And so if you're asking me if I want to upgrade one of those positions or do I want to upgrade running back, I'm going to take one of those other positions because I think Devin Singletary is better than Dane Jackson or whoever you want to talk about at some of those other places on the roster as a potential starter. So I think Singletary is good enough for what they're trying to do on offense. The offense is going to run through Josh Allen anyway. And so what you're talking about is trying to take pressure off of him. And I would rather take pressure off of him by beefing up the offensive line and adding a, another weapon in the passing game than, say, you know, a, a first-round running back or a second-round running back. Thanks for your question, Greg. On our text line at 716-508-0405. Let's head over to Twitter where Uncle, Uncle Lando asks us a related question. Is the running back position for 2022 on the team, on another team, or in the draft? I think with the investment that they've made in two, of two third-round picks in the running back 
room. I think that the starting running back and the backup running back are both on the roster right now. I don't think they're going to use a significant asset to upgrade the running back position. So that's my guess, is that you'll see them add one of those lower veteran options to be the third running back, and uh, they'll keep Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Now, you could see them add a running back that can return kicks. That would be interesting. Uh, we haven't had one of those in a while. They do need a kick returner with Isaiah McKenzie scheduled to hit uh, free agency. So if that's their plan, that could be an interesting way to get a third running back active each week. But for right now, I see the running back being on their roster right now. It's obviously a hot topic among Buffalo Bills fans. I, As I keep saying, if you look at the rest of their roster, they have so many other things that they need to upgrade. I just think Devin Singletary and Zach Moss are kind of down the list. Thanks for your question over on Twitter. Uncle Lando, he sent us a tweet over at Rumlings Q&A. We're going to take a quick break and come back with more of your questions. Don't go anywhere. Before we get into some more questions, People keep sending me Josh Allen's little quip from NFL Honors and, you know, clips of him on Radio Row. I want to talk about the Buffalo Bills quarterback for a second and how his star has risen over the last three weeks and really since he signed his $250 million contract and really since the beginning of last season. Since the start of the 2020 season, Josh Allen was kind of like the inconsistent quarterback, all that other stuff. But now when you look at him, you know, as we stand here in the middle of February 2022, the dude is a national star. Um, He was he didn't just have a joke in the NFL honors. He had one of the final jokes of the NFL honors and he was in on the joke. You know, uh, they they interviewed him. Uh, every radio channel, every radio place that was on Radio Row wanted to talk to Josh Allen. Uh, he was at the biggest parties. He you know, was at NFL Honors just to be there in general. Um, he's in the, you know, the top of the MVP voting for next year um, for the odds, I should say. Not voting, but MVP odds for next season. You know, he's the guy that we've been waiting for. And it's, you know, his personality is great, all this other stuff. But really, like, if he was a bad football player, his personality wouldn't matter. And so seeing all of it come together, I just want to take a moment out to appreciate it, to see his star ascend on that national stage over the course of the last, you know, week. You know, Pebble Beach Pro-Am, you know, the week before, instead of playing in the Pro Bowl, you know, his Q rating, his star is so high right now. And it would not surprise me at all to see the Bills on that opening night, on that opening Thursday night in L.A. playing the Rams because of Josh Allen and his star, plus, of course, the rest of the team around him. But it's just it's very refreshing to see that right now. And I just wanted to make sure we took a little bit of a, a moment out of our time here this week to just acknowledge how how Josh Allen was everywhere during you know from the Pebble Beach Pro-Am all the way through NFL Honors the night before the Super Bowl. So Eric 007 who sent me that clip from NFL Honors kind of inspired that little uh, little mini rant. I don't know if it's a rant. 
just a little conversation piece um, by sending me the clip from NFL Honors. All right, um, RKH asks us on Twitter, what do you think about moving Tremaine Edmonds to the edge? I don't think that would work. I think that he's a great linebacker in space. The Bills really love him there. I don't know why we're trying to change his position. Um, for whatever reason, Bills fans just really don't like Tremaine Edmonds. Um, he doesn't make enough impact plays, I guess, uh, but he does take away lots of different parts of the field. And like I said, the Bills absolutely love him. So they're paying him something like $12 million this year. I don't think he's worth that over you know multiple years. It's the fifth-year option because he's played in so many Pro Bowls. That was what his salary number is going to be. Um, I, I don't think he's worth like you know a, a four-year, $50 million deal or anything like that. But I think that they're going to look for a way to sign that guy uh, to a long-term deal this season. And um, it's going to make a lot of Bills fans unhappy if they do that. But I think he's a very, very talented player. He's young. He... You know, makes an impact, if not, you know, the huge like you want to see all these turnovers or, or, or anything like that. But I think moving him to the edge and having him learn a brand new position during his fifth year in the league is uh, not a good idea. So I gave that more time than I really wanted to. So thanks for your question, RKH. Um, Double Blue Two asks us: Do we take a cornerback on day one? Well, if they're taking him on day one, that's in the first round. Um, so what you're asking me is, are the Bills going to take a first-round cornerback? I don't think so. I want them to. I um, I think that that's a big hole on their roster, a place they can upgrade. Also, with Tremaine Edmonds coming back from his injury suffered on Thanksgiving, I don't think he's going to be Tremaine. Sorry, Tredavious White. Tremaine Edmonds is on my brain, I guess. But um, Tredavious White coming back from his injury that he suffered on Thanksgiving. Um, I don't think he's going to be all the way back to 100% on opening day. Um, Levi Wallace is a free agent. I think they can upgrade over Levi Wallace, upgrade over Dane Jackson, and have a guy opposite Tredavious White to help him settle back in by drafting a cornerback in the first round. And you can have a cost-controlled guy opposite one of the most expensive players on your roster, at least for the next several seasons. So you get a first-round cornerback for the next four or five years, cost-controlled, while Tredavious White is making sweet bank as your CB1. And then maybe it's time to move on from Tredavious White at the end of that rookie's contract. And then that rookie can take over as your really expensive CB1. So who knows? I just I think it would be good for a roster management situation. It would be good for a cap management situation. I think it would be good to bring Tredavious White back from his injury with another really good player opposite of him so he doesn't have to be the man at cornerback I just think they have to start getting younger at cornerback and in the secondary in general Micah Hyde Jordan Poyer are up there in age Tredavious White is right in the meat of his career so adding a younger player at that position that you know has really good talent I think would be a good option for this Buffalo Bills team and of course it would fill a major hole that they have in their defense right now so I would love to see them draft a cornerback, but I made this promise last year, and if you were following our podcast a year ago, I said, oh, man, the corner Bills are going to draft a cornerback in the first two rounds. You know, it just makes too much sense. They haven't valued the CB2 position at all since Sean McDermott was hired. They've hired, they've drafted middling, or drafted middling guys, seventh-round guys. They've signed veteran free agents that were past their prime. 
in Avante uh, Davis and Josh Norman. They just have not addressed it in a meaningful way. Um, Levi Wallace, Dane Jackson, Josh Norman, those guys that they have brought in just haven't been up to the level of what I wanted at that position, and it hurt them against the Kansas City Chiefs this year and last year. So I want to see that, but I'm done predicting that the Bills are going to do it. So if, if you see uh, <laughs> mock drafts that do it, they're mock drafting what they think the Bills need, not necessarily what the Bills have shown a propensity to do. They've shown that they're not going to draft a cornerback there. So um, those are two different things, what the Bills want versus what I want as far as a first-round cornerback. Thanks for your question over on Twitter at DoubleBlue2. And he tweeted us at Rumlings Q and A. Our last question comes from Aaron Farkas. How far into Ken Dorsey's tenure as offensive coordinator in Buffalo after more than one back-to-back running attempt will Bill's Mafia call for his head? I'll hang up and listen. So Aaron knows that this is a tongue-in-cheek question because there's going to be a section of Bill's Mafia that calls for Ken Dorsey's job within the first month of the season. I can guarantee it. Um, <laughs> especially if he calls back-to-back running plays. Or we, we didn't even talk about this, like um, back-to-back Josh Allen runs in September. Or, you know, insert whatever kind of running play you want. There's going to be people that question Ken Dorsey because he's a first-time play caller. That's why the Bills are surrounding him with experienced guys in um, Aaron Cromer, a former offensive coordinator in Rob Boris, uh, a former offensive coordinator in Joe Brady. They're just they're surrounding him with talent, much like they did with Josh Allen when he was a first-time NFL quarterback. So I think they're doing a really nice job with that. So going back to your original question, how far into Ken Dorsey's tenure as OC in Buffalo will Bills Mafia call for his head? I'm thinking it's in the first month of the season. Um, I mean, they were calling for Brian Dable's job when the Bills were a top, what, two offense, top two or three in the NFL, top 10% of the NFL, and they were calling for Brian Dable's head. Oh, get him out of here. He's a bum. His play calling's trash. The Bills are first in the NFL in points when they're doing it. It was just so stupid and silly that I definitely called it out on this show, which is probably why you tweeted me, Aaron. So thanks for that. Um, you can send in your questions to me on Twitter, just like Aaron did, at RumblingsQ&A, all one word with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can send us text messages or voicemails at 716-508-0405. And those voicemails get first priority because I want to hear your voice, not just mine. You can email us, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Facebook and Instagram messages will eventually make their way to me as well. Please send in your questions for next week's episode and go Bills.